deep dive. This is going to be our review discussion around round one. How are you, me old mate Mick? Very good, Trent, mate. How are you doing? Um, yeah, round one, been and gone. Uh, we're back at it. Football everywhere with crowds. It was a ridiculous um, round. One of the funnier rounds I've ever seen. There's definitely a lot to lot to discuss. Um, a lot of very strange things happened, we'll, which we'll get into. We dropped um, a predictions episode as well because we just didn't get time to do it before the season started. So there's all the various you know ladder predictions and other bits and pieces, just the really top line stuff because it's not really our shtick so much. But we do like to do a little bit of a chat each year around like you know who you know it's just a fun kind of guess I guess. In the oh, end. and a few times we've got it right. We've got yeah. the got actually we forgot to do the norm, but in times we've done the norm. The norm's a ridiculous one though. Who you've there? done you've got the Brownlow two out of three years. Well, I got yeah, I got two out of three. Well, we've done it for four years now, but two oh, out sorry, of two. Four, well, yeah. we only just started. And then I, I've tipped the norm a few times as well. Yeah, just yeah. gotten like oh, blind, done with very blind yeah. lucky. But um, yeah, so massive thanks to our sponsors at Hopstone. Hopstone's craft beer delivery service. Please check it out at hopstonehome.com.au. Delicious fresh craft beer. You can use the promo code AFL Deep Dive to get twenty five dollars off your first pack. Really good way to consume some delicious fresh craft beer. And the other thing too, please check out our interview with the guys from the Amazon documentary Making Their Mark. Uh, we did a, a really, I was saying before on the uh, predictions episode, I think really the only long form discussion that they've done, like they've done, you know, SEN and, you know, Triple M. So it was extremely nice of um, the marketing company, but also Amazon and obviously the, the guys to to come on and, and want to do. Um, it definitely, you know, is, is quite, you know, encouraging, I guess, in terms of what we do, that someone like that would, you know, want to actually be on the show and, and yeah, have a long form kind of conversation. Give them the time to have a chat about something they're both very passionate about. That's for sure. It was good. No, it was awesome. Yeah, it was a fa- fascinating discussion that went in a lot of different areas and definitely not not just football specifically. It went in a whole range of ways. So yeah, check it out. Um, it's about an hour or so. It's, yeah, it's good. It's good fun. Um, so round one, obviously we had the Richmond Carlton uh, yearly beating. Um, so it's not since two thousand twelve that you know it's going to continue into twenty twenty two. Um, was it a point the difference from last year? Last year was 24 points. This is 25 points. You kind of look at it a few different ways. Like, you look at it like that, and you're like, oh, that's pretty dire. But, I mean, they were much more competitive. They were a lot better. They were forced... Well, Richmond were really forced to have Dusty play Dusty, and then they really had to step it up a gear to make sure they won. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, all, all their key players. I mean, Rewall had a really, really good game as well. Uh, kicking that straight, I think he kicked four one for memory. Might have been four straight. Bring up the stats. Yeah, four two. So, and as you said, Dusty actually had to play like yeah. almost almost finals type. Dusty he had to step up at the end of each quarter, kick goal, um, and and take the reins, especially with no coaching. Um, but yeah, you could see that. The Carlton team had grown yeah. in maturity. They they easily could have lost this game by sixty points. But as you said, I think it was more that they pushed Richmond out of second year, which pretty much that's what they've been in um, round one for the last at least six years anyway um, to get the job done. Yeah, Sard looked really good. Uh, we'll we'll start with um, start with Carlton. I think it's an interesting discussion because like they were better. Um, no doubt about it. You know, last year Richmond kind of put the cue in the rack and just sort of settled for a twenty-four point win. Whereas this year they had to kind of fight for that that type of win. Literally, it's only a point of the difference from last year. But I thought Sard's clearly going to be very good. It's the best game I've seen him play in a while. Um, he obviously wanted to get out of Essen. He looks a lot better. He's fitted into their 
system really quickly, which is great. Weedering looks fantastic. Um, he's probably going to be, you know, right up there as one of the best defenders, if not the best defender. I reckon he could push that much. I think he's going to be right there again. Um, yeah, they look good. I mean, they look really good. But it's it's they're still not there. Like they're still missing pieces. I thought Sam Walsh looks incredible. Um, he looks like a legitimate star. Uh, Cripps looked better. You know, obviously from the preseason games, he showed that. You know, he's like he's obviously had injuries the last couple of years, so that's that's good to see. He looked a little bit better for sure. Um, and he's going to have to get used to his role, not having to do everything. Yeah, uh, which is good. Yeah, like I mean, uh, Sam Walsh and who was the other pick one the year before that? Um, oh, I can't remember. I know you're talking about that. Yeah, Dan, is it Dan? Oh, yeah, matter. he. But he, he he started to show some uh, good glimpses there as well. It, as well. To be honest, where where it breaks down, it like so much of it's right, so much of it's going to work. There's a little bit of cream on top players that I think. You know, they could go searching for, for sure. Um, I do wonder... I, I still... They still need another real pillar offensively. I, I don't know whether McKay's the answer. Like, you know, obviously, like, you know, great forwards don't grow on trees. But mm. I, I still think that that's important. I think defensively, they're getting a lot better. I think their mid's pretty good. Um, Sorry, Zach Williams in there. That's going to improve clearly as well. So, look, they're, they're getting there. This pot... Like, if you're making it as a recipe, like, it's it's... Nearly a main meal. Like, it's not that far away. So that's the first thing. Is like There's a couple of other pieces that I think they need. But the biggest thing for me is it's still one percenters. So it's, they're so close. But little things like... So I took a bunch of notes through the game. But like, so Fisher, right? He tries to play on... So takes a mark. It, it's beyond his distance. But instead of looking for another option, he plays on creates that kind of tension of all... You know how players do this? I'd love to talk to... Um, we'll talk to Sam about this because it would be really interesting as the mindset of a forward. Mm. So he creates a scenario where he's under pressure to think, okay, I've got to, I've got to you know, dodge, dodge the defender, get around, snap or whatever, like create some crazy scenario and it completely backfires. So that little things like that where it's just, just simply either a one percenter or just a bit of maturity as well. And even a little thing like, you know, McKay was not on that much of an angle, played on, and then he kicked it out on the yeah, full. Yeah. So little little things like that, just take your time, you know, don't worry about the umpire. Like, obviously, you can't go forever, but, like, mm. you know, just don't worry about, you know, what's being said out in the field. It's, it's just little things like that um, that will make a massive difference. They're, they're not that far away. Yeah, it must be. You could see that they're playing to teach system very well. Yeah, uh, but it's all Yeah, just those little things, maturity, um, calmness, understanding the, well, the time of the game and, and when to play on and when not to, like you just it's said. It's just simple Absolutely. things like that. And, like, the reality is they have to be well coached. If somebody like Saad can come in and, and already fit in basically immediately, that that's, like, clearly they're, they're well coached. So, yeah, look, I, 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 I took a bunch of sort of notes out of the game. But that, that's the main thing. But I think Carlton are getting much better positionally throughout the ground as well. That's the other thing that they should really take I hope the, their review of the game really covered how much better they covered space defensively. Mm. So, you know, consistently, whenever they went to switch offensively, they had covered the, the defensive lines much better than they were in the past. Yeah. And they were getting better at reading the way Richmond liked to play. So it's going to be fascinating to see how they go against other teams, but they were much, much better. So that's, that's an encouraging sign as much as you can look at it and be like, well... 
they basically lost the same amount of points they did last year. But I think they'll be a lot better. Yeah. Um, but but they, yeah, they just need like a little bit more recruiting. Um, it's going to be. I think it's, it's a bit concerning in that I think they've overpaid Williams and Sard. So and now they've got to try and sign Cripps. So because Frio. Uh, surely West Coast don't have the money, but Freo will come after Crips for a 1-1-1.2, so they're going to need to offer him pretty serious money to keep him because he's from WA. I think it's he's, he's not. I don't think he's opposed to going. He's, he's, he's not from Carlton, but just going back to WA. So anyway, they're in a bit of an interesting predicament as to what they do because they've really got to keep Crips, and then they've also kind of screwed themselves because they've overpaid these two guys. So Crips can say, well... If old mate Williams is getting what did he get an eight fifty or SARS, you know, this hectic money, hectic money. then you're gonna have to pay me real hectic money and pay me a million dollars. Easy. Easy. Plus. Yeah. So that's that's a concern with the cap in, in its places. Anyway, so that, that's a whole different, I guess, conversation. But the short of it is, yeah, they're in a weird predicament and, and we'll talk about um, Carlton as the season goes. Richmond obviously, like, you know, arts was, was great. Um, Bolter looks like he's going to be uh, with Weathering, you know, incredible lockdown defender. Oh. I mean, he, he but around the ground, he's 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 a joke. Like it's almost like you know, opposition. I, I'm I'm blessed, obviously, barracking with this team. But I mean, it must people must want to vomit in that like they lose rants and then they just built this guy out of nowhere, like out of nowhere. He's not a high draft pick. He's not a prodigy, and out of nowhere, he's a genuine top five. I reckon. Defender in the league, certainly ten, top ten. Absolutely, you have to put him in the ten. Surely, please come at me with any argument. Well, surely, well, he has to be purely on the basis that he's yeah. the fullback of the Premiership side. Exactly. So, so. surely you got to put him in there. So that's very exciting. Um, little things like you know, Rioli and Dusty did miss sitters, but obviously Dusty had a ridiculous second half. You can't obviously he was he was amazing. Um, it, you know, we don't need to back over that. But Rioli, I'm still not sure whether he's the answer. I I did wonder whether. It might have been better trying to keep Higgins and letting Rioli go, but I don't know. I think Rioli was, you know, pretty keen on staying, and they couldn't find a deal. They might have got better picks for him the other way around. But anyway, so it is what it is. But I'm not quite sure he's the answer. But he'll get better hopefully as the season goes. Uh, the goat, our yeah. mate Lambert, was his he workman, workman-like self. Definitely um, kept the kept the ball moving. Um, Towards yeah. uh, Richmond's forward half, and Shane, uh, Shane Edwards was good again. Great, um, yeah. Jack Rewalt was mentioned. Um, Jack was great. great. Brilliant. Kicked really well. Yeah, kicked really well. Presented really well. Um, and I think that's again that's where the other teams have got opposition teams are going to have a lot of challenges. Yeah, Lynch didn't have much of a game. Yeah, but didn't matter. Next he, week, he this weekend, the, it could be the other way around. And he had played the decoy a lot of times as well, so that, that's fine. Yeah, Dusty obviously had a blinder. And, um, they ran both ways really well. I mean, they, they look really fit. They look really good. Yeah, everyone, anyone who gets <coughs> omitted from week to week <coughs> is, is going to be unlucky. And that's, I mean, when Cotchin's ready to come back in, um, well, if yeah. He is coming back. back Cotchin's been named. Yeah. yeah, so... Yeah, and that was only that's pretty only the only blemish was with the little injury to to Vlosten. Look, at the start of the season, I mean, Vlosten probably play anywhere, which would be hilarious in mm. terms of the mockery it makes of the of the rule. But that's a whole separate thing. Um, extremely lucky is David Asprey to not get suspended, which is a whole separate conversation. But um, uh, the only, I guess, look, it's very early in the season, but there was a long period there where. When the fatigue kicked in, they were dominating every important element of the game. They just weren't scoring enough. 
So that's fine. That, that'll get better. But that's the only thing probably to note is that they'd be a little bit disappointed through a good 10 to 15 minute period there where they could really have piled it on. Yeah. So that's the only thing where they'd be looking at it going, well, look at this opportunity, this opportunity, this opportunity. And it's not just like, you know, missed shots in front of goal. It's poor, shot, uh, poor kicks inside 50. It's um, poor positioning. It's... Uh, switching too early, switching too late. It's little things like that where that's fine. It, it, it's, everyone's rusty. They finished the season a lot later than most teams. So Yeah, much later fine. than most teams. So yeah, that's um, fine. They'll be, fine. Out, oh, they'll be happy with 24. Won't oh, we? No, they, they know it's a marathon. <laughs> and look, one other very quick thing, um, just on Richmond, I, there's a lot of conversation this week around um, uh, Dustin Martin. And, you know, I think Kane Corns has really driven this this week around, you know, uh, teams and players giving him too much respect. I have to say, I don't actually agree with Old Man that much, but I, I I think that's completely right. I think there were a lot like there was a moment, I think it was at three quarter time. I actually thought about this during the game and Dusty I haven't heard this mentioned, but it's on the it's on the telecast. Dusty walks past Casbolt when he's lining up for he where wherever he's moving to on the, I think he's just going towards the midfield. And Casbolt looks at him like he is Michael Jordan. Like mm. it, and I get obviously Casbolt's a you know fringe player and all that kind of stuff, and he's an unbelievable player and you know all that stuff. Let's not go down through the superlatives. We all know how ridiculously good he is, right? Park all of that. But as a I think player, that's, I as think an that's opponent, what, yeah. You don't give him that type of respect. So. No, and I think this is the problem. I I, I think I think Kane's right. I I think mm. there, there's teams show way too much respect. I heard a lot of people talking about, you know, the way he used to get tagged a bit more in 2018. I know the tag has kind of fallen away. But anyway, it's a whole separate conversation, but I think that's completely right. And I just wanted to note that because I, I saw that on the coverage of Innocence here with anyone else saw that. I yeah. looked at it and I was like, wow, that's... Uh, he looked at him like a kid looks at Michael Jordan. Like, yeah. that's what it looked like. And it's happened to some of the others. Dave was Dave yeah. Deville was the same. Um, Judd was a little bit the same before that as well. So, mm. yeah, and look, I dare say a lot of coaches will pick up on that and we might start seeing not someone roughing roughing him up because that's pointless. Dusty Dusty just responds to that too well. But there might be some be interesting to see Hawthorne play a hard tag for a little bit on him this weekend. Well the reality is and they tagged Zach Marion out of the game really well, so that's that's a we'll get to that with mm-hmm. Hawthorne. But the reality is, you know, if you play the aura, you're already exactly. you've already half lost. Yeah. Like famously, I don't I think it might have been McEnroe said that Around 2007-ish time, 2006-07, when Federer was basically not losing and, and winning virtually everything through the entire year and dominating so hard that when people... He was like, it's to the point now where he's already so large, anyone that even considers it's already lost the first set. And that's the thing, and that's what it feels like with Martin at times. So, anyway, that's going to be interesting to see how that goes with the season. Um, Pies, dogs. Uh, what do we think about this game? Weird game... In that, like, it was really breakneck speed initially. It's almost like, you know, the dogs obviously wanted to play it the dog way. Dog way yeah. and, and I think Pies thought, okay, maybe we can kind of play like this, or maybe they were forced to play it like that. And then it got really kind of locked down and a bit bogged down. And it was an okay game. I mean, the dogs should have won by a lot more. They butchered it going forward. Like, just, like, just absolutely horrific going forward at times. So that's a, I think that's a much more of a concern than Richmond. Richmond, like, yeah, there's, there's this, or, you know, Cochin's open, you miss that, or not Cochin, uh, Edwards is open, you miss that, or blah, blah, blah. This was, you know, they're, they're fixable. This was like busted ass, like Melbourne-type broken-down link between the centre and, and, and offensive. And a, so. a lot of easy. So there weren't, 
misses like way out on the boundary. No. Uh, a lot of directly in front. Uh, right. No pressure. It's not like they're eight points down and need a goal or they're only two points up and they need to extend it. They're 20-odd points up. Uh, Bont yeah. was a classic. I think it was the end of the third or start of the fourth. Yeah. They really could have put that extension of their lead out and, and really broken the back of the Collingwood team. But he, he missed it and, and Collingwood almost got back or Collingwood did get back into the game and, and then they had to fight to get the win. But yeah, look, the Doggies will learn a lot from that if they can kick straight and they can play that type of offensive football. Very hard to beat. They're so fast. Um, they've got a great transition out of their defensive end. I think finally now... They've got some of those pillars that you and I have talked about. Yeah. They've been missing. Uh, I think Steph Martin's a great in oh. um, to help English in the ruck and just his leadership and his um, experience around the field it helps a lot. And then obviously we touched in our episodes um, earlier with predictions for the year about how stacked the, their midfield is. It means Bont's going to get a lot of time That's up so forward to kick goals, but yeah. he's got to kick those goals. He can't keep missing no, points. No, no, no. Like, um, yeah, and, and look, Collingwood, you, you and I uh, both think that they're sort of going to drop away a little bit this year. I think quite a lot. Um, I think quite a lot. And, and, it, and it was on display that they're, they're not in a rebuilding phase. They're just in a transitioning phase. They lost some key players. Under the 12th. Yeah, That's lots, quite a drop. Lots, lots of key injuries at the moment. Uh, and it's just a new look, and it's going to take them a while. And I think it's a, a season of adjusting for them yeah. ahead. Does so. Buckley keep his job if they finish 12th, which is where I think they'll finish? Probably not, um, but I think it's time for him to make way and, and, and go somewhere else, test him, test his experience at another club, apparent, um, potentially. I, I don't know. Like, why do you want to stay at, a, at the club? I mean, I know that's where he played all his football and there's that sort of... So the desire to still win the, a flag, I think. Yeah, but what, what's no different to win it somewhere else? Like Lee Matthews. No, I think, I think there's the romance in it, but I know favourite son. Favourite son, yeah. I know, but, but with Eddie's gone, yeah. he might not have the support anymore, and that I, I think that's a real possibility. Anyway, yeah. that, that's a, that's that's another a long story. conversation. Yeah. But but yeah, I, I, he has to win a flag to keep his position. So I think he's out. I think if they finish top four, he, he they'll give him another go. So he's out. But that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, okay, a few things. So obviously, dogs. Bailey Smith, amazing. Um, as you said, like the big thing is they own possession a lot of the time, but efficiency is key. This is one of the things I kept writing down through this game. It, that's all it is. They'll get. They'll. I think they'll get there. It's more broken than like you know Richmond, the Premier. So it's not. It's more broken than that, but it's not broken like destroyed. It should be fine. I think they should be able to get it right. Yeah. Um, you know, dogs smashed all, all basically all the main elements of the stats. You know, they've got Eastern Wood to come back as well. They actually got a couple of good ears. Yeah, yeah, it's um, got some. They've got a pretty deep at the moment. The bench is really good. Field. Yeah, the bench is really good. So I think like they'll they'll be they're going to be. I've got them at fifth. So oh, I they've think got, they've got a kid, young kid called Jamara. He's going to be very good. Apparently, they'll, play. they'll play him. They'll play him this year. So that's that's. Yes. I think dogs. We'll so just before just before we go move on, I thought it was very better, like just to say that the rule changes have hindered. Uh, Jamara's uh, push for an early what? start. Did he say yeah, that? yeah, but I reckon it's very clever taking the pressure off. Not really. Very. He kicked five, five goals in the in a practice match, so I yeah, think he's true. all right. So, but yeah, good on Bevo for just just putting all the the media at the halt before he uh, his young star gets a chance at the top level. So. Anyway, yeah, next game. Oh, no, 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 no. no you got I, some more? I, I, you got I've got, 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 got some oil on, <laughs> on the bat initially. Ooh. So 
this is just early bat, so early may, bat. maybe early tap over the bat. Nothing, nothing sort of vicious yet. The AFL needs to come out. They won't, but they need to come out and ban any contracts longer than five years. Oh, yep. Not, not. I don't care who it is. I, and, and don't, don't. This is not about. But the buddy thing is a separate thing. And that's yeah. Anyway, I'll park that. Grundy. This is the first year of a seven-year deal, right? And he has dropped off massively in every indicator. Okay, so that's obviously a big concern. And we don't know what's going on with him privately. Uh, you know, who knows, right? But the point is, this is a massive problem. And they, now they're in a situation where they've Darcy Moore was, I think, by far the best West. player on the ground from, from a Collingwood perspective. Yep. Surely. I mean, I know Penrose was quite good when he went forward. And second half more so. He, he wasn't a forward. He butchered the ball at times earlier on, which we've not said about him basically ever. Mm. I did laugh before the game. Like, you know, Jonathan Brown was like, oh, this Pies midfield, you know, they're one of the best, still one of the best midfielders in the game. It's like, are you sure they're still that good? I, at some point, this is going to have to fall away. The names I know are they good. Get, the names are good, obviously. Yeah. And that's the thing. But at some point, it will fall. Pendles is going to have to start to slow down. And they've got Taylor Adams, but they've lost Trelaw. There's other things that are going to fall away. Mm. I know they get side bottom back. I'm not convinced he's completely the answer. So that's, anyway, that's a separate thing. But the Grundy thing to me is bonkers. That at the time was a ridiculous deal. It was an insane financial commitment. Obviously, it's been amplified by COVID, the, all the cuts and everything. But it's, it's a crazy situation where I know, you know, good ruckmen don't grow on trees. I know he was offered a big deal to go back to Adelaide, all that stuff, right? Good ruckmen, like all ruckmen, also have... Is it a rough high, game anymore? High, high, it, high potentiality of injury, too. Richmond have won three out of the last four. To all, Like, you know, um, Dan Kervis is a good player, and, and I think, you know, Bolt has been good in the ruck and other bits and pieces, right? But you don't need, in my opinion, a great ruckman to win the flag. I just, just look at Geelong. Yeah, Hawthorne did it. Hawthorne. Who, who even is there, Ruck? They change all the time anyway. Hawthorne I know they're like, kind of settled on him and Stanley. McAvoy, McAvoy and um, Hale. Like, there's, yeah, so all the... you're in a situation where all they could offer Darcy Moore was two years, where which is this year and next, mm. where he'll hit the peak of what he could ask for because he'll be like 26, 27, which is generally the peak of a footballer. So the reality is they could only sign up who I think is one of the best defenders in the game now. I think he's become really, really good. Yeah. He's in that 10 that we are talking about before. Absolutely. For sure, right? So they're in a situation where this kid's really good and they aren't even able to offer him two years. And then they've had to blow up the team last year because of this. Anyway, so it, it's, it seems insane that they allowed that deal to happen. This is another constant reminder of, has someone told that the AFL that they actually own the clubs? Because mm. there's times where I'm like, I don't know whether they know that. And they think they're all franchises that, that are owned by millionaires. Because the reality is... They should be able to have said, I know they've got to you know, appear like they, the clubs have anonymity and all that kind of stuff, but that is a, a point where they needed to say, no, 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 no. That's, that's, yep. that's an outrageous deal. Yeah, even, if he, even if he played a three, three really good years, that's still four more years. Where he he's going to fall away. I just anyway. So with I, salary caps the way they are, it's an insane. It, it million dollars a year, insane. Hinders the growth of insane. players and clubs. I mean, Sydney has somehow pulled a rabbit out of their hat with yeah. how competitive they seem to be, uh, and financially very sound still because Buddy's soaked up so much of that, and he's as 
increasing. The buddy thing is is a really bad scenario. Yeah. I mean, they like, did warn them um, at the time, which again, yeah. but they shouldn't have. Well, they almost well, they punished them for it because they took the collar away and all sorts of other things. I think yeah. look, that's a diff- that's a long discussion uh, I, that I've got. You know, I guess a range of views on. I think it's simultaneously a win and a loss. The buddy deal to be very quick. I think it's a win off field because the ratings for Sydney games in Sydney have been outstanding, yes, yeah, yeah. and then the members numbers have been incredible. Merchandise is way up. Or he the buddy affects millions of dollars, right? No doubt. So that's off field. It works. If you're purely talking on field, it's a fail. They didn't, he didn't win a flag. I don't know. He got they went to two grand finals, but they didn't win them. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, that's that's the hard game yeah. we play. Good early um, bat, mate. Good early bat. You like early bat. Yeah. So I just wanted to say, like, I, I'm not. It it seems in, yeah, anyway. Degoe as well. Um, I, I I he looks completely confused with what his role is. He looks like he has no idea what he needs to be doing out there, and that is a massive concern. We've just had a preseason, so this is another kind of mini bat, I guess. Very confusing for me, and he looks excessively confused. What his role actually he is? Like Stringer Essendon. Yeah, early days early definitely. Days, yeah. He looks like he's trying to play four different fiddles. I mean, I, I don't know. It's very, very concerning early days, but um, I need to see more before we can really go. But I think, look. Yeah, I don't think the, the concern as well is the Pies don't actually have that many people to come back in. They've got side bottom to come back, but it's not like they've got like stacks on the outside that, that you know aren't actually there. So um, very poor structure ahead of the ball, Collingwood. Um, the mids just simply don't know where to go, and you can't really blame them in a way. Like they look, they look really undercoached. Um, Cox is still a one quarter player. They're really like they run both ways at the wrong times. Like I, I don't know, it's 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 a. Yeah. Uh, look, no Darcy Moore. They lose this game by 45 yeah, points. Yeah. yeah quite, I think it'll be a lot worse. Um, so there's quite a lot you could go into that, but let's just see. I mean, it's pretty damning as well that the offensive solution that Collingwood have is still what it is. It's still, you know, it, I don't know. What is it? Is it going occasionally? It, you know, poor my check. Like, you know, let's, let's kind of throw Cox in there when we want. I think, I, I don't know, the, the, the Cox wing thing and all that stuff, I think, some mistakes. But anyway, that's I'm not I'm not coaching the team, but I think that's a, a terrible idea. But uh, anyway, the, the point is that it's embarrassing when they've got to put Pendles forward to get anything going. That's, yeah. that's a, the, old, the old champion to get him, get him up there to get any kind of score is embarrassing. That's that's the reality. Anyway, um, <laughs> D's Frio. What do you think about the D's Frio? This is a... A weird game. Um, so this is one of the games I didn't get to see a lot of. Yeah. Um, not great. You didn't miss a lot. It's no, pretty scrappy. Pretty game. scrappy game, yeah. That's what I thought. And look, two teams, I, I think they're going to sit thereabouts. Um, we well, never looked like that we're going to lose. It never looked like Melbourne were going to lose. So quarter time is 4-4 to 0-4, and then 7-6 to 3-8. They led the entire game. It, it, this is not... Yeah, and it's all... I mean... When was the last time Fremantle travelled, in particular, to Victoria around one and won a game? Would have, you'd have to go probably back to 13 and 12. No, no, they, they, beat, the they beat Richmond after the siren in 2017. Was that really one? David Mundy. Uh, early. I know it was early. I think it's always hard for, and for likewise, an East Coast going to the West Coast yeah. and, and winning th- round one. Different coasts. Different coasts. Um, uh, yeah, look, I, I still think. <laughs> Fremantle, regardless of this result, are going to be thereabouts, as I said. 
in the previous episode um, you can listen to. They'll they'll, they'll push for that eighth position. I think they're going to win a lot of games at home. Yeah. Uh, That that young midfield, that young list that they've got is probably still one of the top three young lists up there. The biggest problem they have with Freo, well, the biggest problem they have with Freo, it's a good midfield, no doubt. And it's not good enough to the point that you can completely leave five forward. And that's yeah. a massive concern. It's not like the dogs where they can go, oh, we'll just put one forward. Or that Richmond where Dusty can go yeah, forward that, for and long periods of time. Long periods of time. That's the big concern is it's definitely not there. They're definitely... And that's why they'll throw, the oh, house throw at everything Cripps. at Cripps. Because if they can get Cripps there, it means they can play him forward and then all of a sudden they could maybe turn it around a, bit, a lot faster. But I think... Um, they still have no real options going forward, really, Freo. And yeah. that and that's still a big concern. Obviously they miss Lob. Um Lobe. I don't know, I always get confused. Yeah. Lob Lobe. That guy. That you guy. know what I'm talking about. Tall, that old guy, he's tall guy. Gone, gone everywhere. Tall Freo man. Yeah. He yeah, so that that's anyway, but look, Freo, I don't know. I've got him outside the eight. Yeah. I think Whereas Melbourne, we didn't think they'd be gonna be able to kick goals without Bederman and Brown. Well McDonald woke up after okay. two two years of sleeping. He's yeah. finally figured out how to play again. I, I, it was the best game I've seen play in literally years. Which could be scary proposition having three well, forward, but how do you play all three? You can't. That's the thing. I think you absolutely can't. So it'll be very interesting to see what they do. Uh, it's actually a healthy thing for the team because then at least there's some competitiveness. Yeah. It's not just like oh well, oh mate, we'll just keep well, playing old mate because. Oh, McDonald's down. I can I can keep my game. McDonald got a lot of free games, so yeah. I like he needs to repay them. So he he's yeah. been he's he was better. Um, it's good to see the D's, I guess, scrap a game out. Like this was a pretty ugly game, so at least they kind of. It was good to see them kind of, you know, do the grind. We've been critical of Melbourne over the years. This group of, you know, sort of champagne football. Yeah. So it was nice to them get a bit getting dirty. Away, and, yeah, getting away ahead of themselves. Yeah. There's a lot of high draft picks oh, yeah. and high profile players in that list. Um, and Steve May was solid in defence. He, so he was very solid. Yeah. I, I was Back so, to where you know, where he was like two seasons, three seasons ago. Well, that was my next point is that to our scary, I mean, Lever and May were, they are working better together and I think that's a that was a concern last year. Mm. We commented last year that they just didn't look like they were working that no. well together. But this, this year, I think they already look a lot better um their positioning's a lot better at one point they had more uh intercepts the intercept marks overtook Fremantle's total marks at one point that's insane so it was a ridiculous didn't end up like that was close though so that's an absurd stat um yeah look not not nothing to really take out of this game Fremantle are, are, are okay and melbourne are goodish 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 yeah that guy mm. um goody try kiwi's jobby um, yeah, he, well, that's the thing. He, yeah, he, uh, how 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 well did Melbourne have to play this year without Ace. him playing uh, seriously, yeah. getting under the pump for the media? Because he's Ace. had a couple of years of being able to fly. If they miss finals, it, the, the the as they say, the old uh, jungle drums. I yeah. can't. I can't. The bat, the bat has to come out. Well, if they finish ninth, Petrarca would have to break his leg. Um, you know, Gorn would have to have you know a massive car accident. No. There's like obviously horrible things would have to happen for the excuses for that boardroom meeting at the end of the year. Yeah. For him to say, look, you know, Petrarca, you know, had had awful fish and was really sick through the whole year, or I don't know, like no, I'm being physician. Yeah, no, you know, right. there'd have to be bonkers things to happen. So and it's, I, a, it's a tough I'm year likely. to have your coaching career at a. Not, yeah, because as we discussed, it's going to be a tough year to yeah. get into that. I think the top five or six teams are clearly away. I think it's in those sort of thirds. Yeah. And then from seventh through to about 
14th, 15th, or throw, throw a towel over, and then there's a couple of teams that are pretty bad. I think there'll be a few coaches that will go this year. Yeah, um, absolutely. And then in a, in a hilarious game, and this was this was a good watch too because it's high scoring. Geelong were always kind of in it, but it did feel like there was you know some momentum for it to go the way it went. So Adelaide beat um, Geelong 103 to 91. What a absurd game! I mean, this was so just to back over. We did an interview with the Making the Mark guys. Um, who did the Amazon documentary. If you haven't seen that Amazon documentary, absolutely watch it. One of the biggest highlights in it is they cover the Crows and how they went completely to rock bottom and stripped everything back and went completely to back back to basics. And now, like after having watched this documentary, I felt emotional watching that win. Like I felt really involved and it just shows how well done that that, um, series was. But this was so exciting to see them win. I, I could not be happier for that group. Yeah, absolutely, and it just goes to show that teams that have either lost a lot of players through free agency, retirement, whatever the case may be, and it's frustrating to watch because you've got a, basically 10 or 12 new players. It's essentially, that's what Adelaide, 15 or 16 really, if you go yeah. back the last two or three years, these people have, these players have to adjust to new systems, and obviously Nixie being a new coach, he's coming in with fresh ideas, they've got, to, they've got to buy into that. Yeah. And, and and it has it's worked it's worked in their favour. You can see that the the team, well, at least the majority of the team, um, have bought into the the group and, and the systems that the, the the way they want to play. Which is obviously, if you do watch the documentary series, that again going back to being sure. quite defensively minded and using that defence to uh, propel a, an offence. And yes, Loney's obviously one of the more That's great. sort of. Um, Nice guys. Nice guys, yeah. He's, he knows exactly what he wants from himself and, and can communicate fairly clearly uh, to his players uh, what their expectations, but does it in a very mild-mannered way. So mm-hmm. he comes across quite friendly. Genuine. And, and, and yeah, and genuine is a great word for it. So huge huge surprise. I don't think anyone except the staunchest of Adelaide's pro supporters even, even predicted this. Um, predicted this. Um, but look, great for... Great for the game, and yeah, I don't think. Um, well, this is the thing. I don't think there are any any kind of easy, easy games. wins. No, I think no, this kind of weird shit's going to happen. North will win some games. They're yeah. only going to probably win four or five, but they will win a couple of ones that'll come out of the blue. blue. The Gold Coast are going to win more games than you so, think. I really do think that's although possible. Although for North Melbourne, it just became a bit harder with Tarrant ruled out oh, for like about right. five or six weeks. Well, um, they won't win a game. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, the window of opportunity was the first half of the year. That's gone. Um, <laughs> just makes it very tough because he's yeah. such a good backman. Um, but yeah, look, yeah, Adelaide are going to be very tough to beat, especially after Adelaide. I think they, they won't make the eight, no. but I ha- I reckon they will finish. I reckon they're a real chance to finish around the 10 mark, and that would be an amazing improvement. Yeah, and let's say they they re-sign a few, they reset the team a bit, they get rid of some dead wood that just is not working, and then they get a few um, people in. All of a sudden, during the Sloan uh, era, they might actually have a chance of playing finals again. Yeah, which would be an incredible turnaround from the seventeen team, which were you know amazing to the whole camp crazy scenario, everything that went wrong. To then only a few years later to start it back again would be amazing. That, oh, would, be that would be incredible, be incredible story. Um, so look, yeah, look, Crows and the Cats and adoration. I think this is just one of those games where nothing gelled well. Well, let's them. let's discuss it because it is interesting. But yeah, I think look, Tex looks great. Obviously, you know, we've spoken a fair bit about um, a fair bit about the Crows. 
Well, so Blixarves, I still, this is, it's similar to the Dugowie thing. I, they really, it's hard. Like I know he's obviously got that running ability and he's such a good player. It's like almost like five. You, you obviously would love to have two of them, but there still is this constant problem within Chris Scott's game plan. And it's not really his fault, but they want to use him down back, obviously, because he's a, he's a fantastic defender. He's an all-Australian defender. But then there's always the temptation to play him further up the ground. So mm. it's just such a, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know the right answer. I, well, I think if I had to guess, I'd say the right answer is, is keep him back, particularly with Harry Taylor gone now. Yeah, or they should have <clears throat> tried to recruit a more athletic Key defender, so that you could yeah. put him on a wing. Because yeah. you know I mean, so because yeah, it's well documented how well he's the most elite runner in AFL. Um, he was a yeah, yeah, yeah. quality um, stable chaser. So to have uh, someone who's six foot five or whatever he is, almost two hundred seventy, like, it's like having Buddy on the wing. He will be like, just, actually. Just runs and runs and runs. You can't find another wingman yeah. to go with that height. So I can see why uh, Scotty wants to. I get expose, it. but he's too. It's Rob, too we said like, you yeah. said less last year. It's Rob Peter to pay for. Yeah, him. but it's he's too he, he, because of that current structure of that team. He's too valuable. You got to stick, keep him back and let him run off half back. Plus, they've got some guns, gun wingers anyway in um, Goler and Duncan and Guthrie. Like, they really need to expose. Mm, no, I don't think so. I think Cro- just keep him back. Crows were down a rotation as well, which we should add as to how impressive their win was. The other thing too is just simply, as a simple note that I took, pressure wins games. And that's why there's going to be teams that will do crack wins out of the blue. This is the thing. It's, it's, it's so, so, so key. Effort and pressure. Do you think the Cats, they did look a little slow and a bit unorganised. Do you, they, to me, I did wonder whether this is a little bit of fatigue having played so late into the yeah. season. I, I, I had a few people trying to argue to me the other way. I, I, I don't know how you can not add that into the conversation. That they played so much later in the year. You listen to people like Hodge who said, you know, the, the hardest thing with Hawthorne was, and, and, you know, Jordan talked about this as well. There's a big reason why he explained why he did in the documentary why he took that time off in the middle because you, you're playing so many more minutes. It's exhausting. You're playing essentially like another season. Across a few years, it's exhausting. So the reality is, I, I, I don't know. And that's a little bit of a concern, but it's it's too early days. They'll they'll win games. They'll they'll do well. I've got them like second, so I don't know whether they're second on the ladder. But I think they'll they'll do pretty well. Yeah. Look, I just think yeah. The unlike see, this is the thing. Richmond have got used to backing up. Yeah. It's been a little while since Geelong went to the last dance in recent years. So and they're a little bit older as well. Um. So I'm not surprised. I'm surprised by the margin. They do uh, miss Taylor as well. <clears throat> yeah, and again, they'll they'll bounce back. I, I can't see them not finishing top four or five. I You'd think, think so? I think they're too good of a team. Well, the amount of games they'll have in Geelong as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, amazing win at Adelaide. Uh, really, really impressive. Then one of the funniest games oh, hilarious. I, I have seen just, in so com- long. Comedy came back to Saturday Night Footy. Well, this, so I watched this with a really staunch um, Essendon supporter. So it was it was extra funny because there was someone there who gradually, like, heart broke. But this was um, an absolutely ridiculous game and a game of two separate scenarios. So first half, so obviously, so Hawthorne, beat Essendon by a point, 92 to 91. I mean, this is... So, like, it starts really well. Ball movement from Essendon looks great. They actually have real structure ahead of the ball. 
great pressure. Draper looks really good in the ruck. And then it kind of got to a point where, like, back end of the first half, it kind of looked like a game where no one wanted to win it. So Essendon weren't quite ready to put the foot on the throat, and all of them were kind of just hanging around. So it didn't really look like anyone... Northern didn't like, look like you wanted to touch the football in the no. second half, does that? But the first half. Yeah, sorry, the first half, the second quarter. It just didn't... It, like, it was so strange. It was a game where it didn't seem that anyone wanted to win this game. Mm. And it was one of those really bizarre games where I, I turned around and I said to the people in the room, I was like, this game is going to be won by a point after the siren. It's, it, it has that crazy... Benny it had, Hill it had type era, era feel, feel about to it. it. It had that bonkers Cause, scenario. Because if you missed it, all of them kicked the first two goals like out, out of the out of the gates, and then it was a bit went of, to sleep. And then it was a bit of a grind for the first part of the first quarter, and then you could see Essendon's midfield engine just, well, that is, that is just really, really take the game on and, and edge their way back. And it was very good. I think there's only one or two points in it at the quarter time break, and then Essendon owned the second quarter. Well, from first quarter to second quarter, so Essendon a 2-4, and they went to 10-6. Yeah. Whereas just Hawthorne went 3-1 to 4-3, so they just got completely shafted. Yeah. And then and then Clarko gave them some magic juice at halftime, and... <laughs> I think he just got them to believe it and believe that, that this is not... like. Well, Essen, the funny thing is Essen did this... It was the opposite scenario yeah. in the in the game that they had last year where Hawthorne were up by 34 points at halftime and Essen came back and won by six or something. So I think I think that... Dare, I dare say that would have come up at the halftime uh, chat with Clark, from Clark. He would have gone, mate, they did it to us last time. We can do it to them. So They just kept chipping away at the deficiencies. Mm. So every time there were deficiencies... They chip away at them and recognise them. That that's the reality. It was a complete comedy of errors from Essendon in the second half. They they tagged Zach Merritt, Zach Merritt out of the game. Tom um, Mitchell. The two way running completely fell away. Tom Mitchell was huge, and then and they just had never met Tom Mitchell. It's like yeah, that guy he went around like yeah, a couple of years nothing ago. About it. He broke nothing. his leg. Didn't see him for a little bit, but he's back. I don't think they knew who he was, and it was it was crazy. It, and it went from you know no one wanting to win it to all of a sudden Hawthorne were like, hang on, they they've not guarded this section. Let's, Let's do it. Do it. Just keep chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. It was hilarious. And it, you could see it. Everyone everyone knew, except for the Essendon players, that this was going to end with a point. Oh, uh, point. Sorry. You didn't quite get the, my crazy prediction, but it got, didn't get... It, got, it, was, it was very close to only a minute off or whatever was. I was only a minute off yeah. getting that crazy. So, yeah, it was a ridiculous and was, game. And that was the the most bonkers part, is that all of them finally took control of the game, and then three minutes ago, Essendon hit the front... <laughs> It was not a good game like, to watch, wow. really, at all. Like, it was and it wasn't. It, it was because it was a comedy, but it wasn't in that. At one point, it was 70 to seventy and 75 turnovers, the two teams. So, yeah. it, was, it was 145 turnovers at one point. I don't know where it ended up, but I wrote that down at one point during the game. So, I think quite late. So, it probably got a bit beyond that. But Yeah. Um, oh, not yeah. I no. mean, if you're, I mean, if you're a Hawthorne and or an Essence supporter, you're gonna love and hate yeah. the game. Um, because both sides it was both, great and terrible both, at the same yeah, time. Because both sides showed how bad they can be. Yeah, but equally showed how good they can That's be. That's a good um, And if, if either team are going to make it a run at the finals, they need to. Didn't sound like anyone need wanted to, re- to reduce that gap between good and bad because uh, they're bad. Both teams' bads are awfully bad. Um, and <laughs> both teams' both good's pretty good. Good, but whether you can play that high tempo, like whether yeah, well, hold on. Got Richmond this weekend. Uh, that'll be interesting. I can't remember who Essendon have got, but we'll get into that when we talk about the uh, 
uh, preview. Um, but McGrath, McGrath was, was good. Was, yeah, yeah. Good. Col- Col- Jai Caldwell, I, I was saying to a few people. Yeah, really week, good. I think he was a good pickup. I think Northwood idiots to let go of him. Um, Giants, mate. Jai Caldwell. Yeah, he was Giants. Did he not play for North? So. Doesn't matter. And young, oh, young, young guy in the back line, Finley or. Finley. Yeah, yeah he, he was really, really good as well. And um, the kids look good. The the Hawks kids look quite good. I mean, the Essendon kids look alright too. Mm. So I look, it's it was a very, very, very silly, game. silly game. Yeah. Um, and then the Swans Lions in a ridiculous game again. So this was a, it was a turn. I, I watched this after the fact because I can't watch two games at once. No. This was um very strange. Anyone that put money on Sydney kicking the highest score with no Franklin before the round would make millions, millions. of dollars. Like, if you go back in time, and you, like t- a, you can only tell somebody three, like three bets to make. This is like a 300 to one horse bet. You're gonna, Tottenham, you would, you'd tell them about Tottenham. You'd tell them about um, this thing as well. Like, this is this was ridiculous. The kids look amazing. I know we knew that the Sydney kids look good, but this is, like... I think they're really good. And I'm almost... Now, I was looking at my Breezers ladder. I'm like, oh, now, hang on. I was going to say, who, who won the Super Bowl this year? Uh, old mate, um, Brady. Yeah, but the team. If you had to say that team was going to win it... Well, yeah, that's so true. They've gone nut. Before... Uh, you, yeah, so do you have to put money on the Buccaneers? Though, the before Bucks, they get, yeah. Before they get um, Brady. Brady, yeah. Um, anyway, but no, look, so this was... Um, Brisbane, you know, started really well and then got completely overconfident. That's how I read this game. They kicked the first three... More, they looked really good, and then it just they just sort of yeah. were really quiet and didn't and just didn't hold on to the game. No tackles from Neil. They just didn't didn't show the pressure at all. Question really? for you: yeah. Is Cameron a, a bigger out for this year than most people thought initially? Yeah, I think it is. It, I think it's bad. Yeah, I think it's really. Bad. I think structurally I think it's really disappointing. I think structurally he's he's quite good for this Brisbane side because he can play mid and forward. I think, yeah, and part of the problem is I think he was going to play a really serious role through the year, so it's really, it's really, um, yeah, it's, it's really sad for him. It's just shit to not have him out there playing, I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Logan McDonald, amazing. Tom Hickey, fantastic. Um, you know, Pat Lee seems to be working really well as well. So, yeah. I, I mean, look, the whole team looks really good. Um, and then all of a sudden they get Franklin back. That's just... Uh, yeah, they've got guys that were... like Mal- was huge. Malikin still to come back in the mid... Oh, well, he could have played and he can't get a game in the in, in the back six, which yeah. is surprising. So, but yeah, Heaney, great. Parker's still really good. This is the thing. It's really interesting to know, I guess, whether, you know, these these older guys, whether they're still going to be around for the next success, but maybe they are. I mean, all of a sudden, if they can get this working again quickly... It's interesting. That would be that would be, that's another that like what we're saying about Adelaide. That'd be an amazing story. But mm. not really a lot to take out of this game other than what we said. I mean, obviously, like you know, nothing but praise for how well Sydney played, and, and I'm I'm really looking forward to talking more about these kids as the year goes on. And then the Lions, I think this will be they'll be fine. I, I don't I'm not not yeah. worried. They just got to head themselves, big heads. Yeah. Thought, thought this was going to be easy, easy. but as you mentioned uh, in a game before. Um, that pressure football is yeah. going to help win more games, and that's what Sydney brought. And Sydney have always that's the Sydney way: pressure, pressure, pressure. Yeah, these uh, these kids are just bought into it very early in the season. So good on them. Uh, let's let's hopefully see that a Sydney team that's played like this all year. Another so I can keep moving because they're teams we can talk about through the year a bit mm-hmm. more. Northport again, probably can skip this on a, a bit, but LDU fantastic. Um, he he's you know so exciting for North. Um, the first quarter, honestly, the mids were matching 
things. I think they were guarding the exit 50 really well. They, they actually looked okay. Mm -hmm. And then obviously Port were like, mm, okay, all right, we'll put it into third gear and then fourth gear and then it just fell away. And all yeah. the extras, all the cream on top that Port got in the trade period, Alia was incredible. How he, he Sydney let him go, I'll, I'll never know. But Alia was fantastic. And then Fantasia, I mean, the ridiculous luxury that Port have, well, Fantasia and Port have, is he'll probably get the third, fourth best defender somewhere. Well, sometimes he get the first, but a lot of the time he's going to get the second, third, or fourth best defender. And he, he's he, way too good of a he player. Could for kick, that. He, he could kick 40, 50 goals this year. And he could win the Brownlow. Yeah, absolutely. I did think about it. Yeah, I was thinking about Brownlow. You mean Coleman? I Coleman. Coleman. Yeah, I was Coleman. Yeah, Coleman. 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 I think he'd been at the Coleman. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm winning the Brownlow before he is. But I think. <laughs> He's definitely he's a chance to win the Coleman if, if it's a low scoring year. Mm. If that kind of thing happens, then I think that's possible. But I think I think like a Hawkins or something like that'll end up kicking seventy something. Um, and yeah, to be fair, both you and I have got Port winning the flag and North mm. finishing at the bottom nice. of the ladder. So yeah. not a lot to discuss. But like all, all the all the you know. But I think, yeah, as we've said multiple times now, it's not going to be as dire a year for no, North, North supporters no, 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 no. as a lot of people predicted. Absolutely, I think. And look, Boak looked really good. You know, obviously, I think Motlov had a good game. I've been mm. critical of him in the past that he was good. Um, yeah, look, Rosie was pretty good again. But was pretty good. Fantasia could have had a day out four, oh, four, could have so been six, seven, easy, twelve, fifteen. 91. Um, it could have been Robin Ars. Yeah. Well, no, let's not go too far. Um, so <laughs> that's um, that's a bit of a look on that. I know we're banging through those two, but those two games, probably not a lot to discuss, I reckon. Let's let's spend a bit more time on Port next week. And North, uh, look, I... Yeah, we can't go into heaps of detail with every game, otherwise it just goes on for on and on and on and on and on. A lot of games. We said this year, like, it's going to be hard enough as it is. Giants, um, Saints. This, okay. So I didn't see this game. I was really busy on Sunday. Um, and then I watched it. I thought, oh, this is nice. Put the baby to bed. I thought, I sit down. I poured a glass of wine. I put this thing on. And did you fall asleep halfway through your glass of wine? I fell asleep in the wine. Yeah. I, I, like, this was a shit game. Yeah. I had forgotten about the, like, torrential, yeah. like, you know, Noah's Ark weather in, in nice. Sydney. I, I didn't... Re I just had put that together. I swear that I had to... I saw some players having to dodge a couple of animals. Well, That's good. how many people... <laughs> it, was <a> <laughs> it was a few lines on the field. You know, I did think... I have to say, though, speaking of grounds, that ground drains really well in the second half. And that, that was the biggest difference, I think, in the game is the Saints um, dealt with the changing conditions much better. Yep. So the first half, it was like a swimming pool. And then the second half, it was much better. So that... But this was a shit game. I ended up, like, basically sort of fast-forwarding bits of it and just looking at the highlights because yeah, it's pretty hard it was, a, it was a really garbage game. Um, that, um, so, I don't think that was a tackle at the end with Callum Ward, personally. No. But, actually, you know what we completely forgot to talk about the Dangerfield hit? Uh, just for, to pause for two seconds, do we think the three weeks was fair for Danger or not? Uh, it's not whether I think it's fair or not. The precedent was set last year. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I, I disagree, personally. Personally, I... Oh, you think he gets 10? No. Oh, you're off. Really? So you reckon just not no nothing? Yeah, I think it's a, personally. I don't think the rule should be that way. That's me. So what? But the rule is there. So what? What the interpretation of the rule and what happened? Yeah, three weeks. That's what it is. If you pollack somebody into tomorrow, do you think there should be punishment or no? Well, does he get three weeks if the guy doesn't get concussed? No. But the same hit. Oh I, no, no, no! I 100% agree yeah, with you. That's, that's what no, I don't no. like about. 
the oh, rule. Okay, no, I, I get where you're going because yeah. the, the reality is, oh, oh there's not still yeah. felt. There's obviously heaps of um, problems yeah. with the wording. I've got no problems with. It's it's tough because it's concussion. It's like, well, the kid's it's, not going to play for at least two weeks. Make the think. ground so make, make the ground softer. Uh, introduce ground softer. It was a hot day. That's the other thing too. To be fair, it was a pretty hot day. Yeah, there's lots of. But uh, if anything, but it was, it was Dangerfield that broke his face. It wasn't the ground. <laughs> so that's the thing. And, I know. I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And I, and really, I mean, Dangerfield came out uh, like a, a knight in shining armor post his. Um, hearing. Well, I think he made. Um, a, I think he made a mistake. Some of the things he said, but anyway, I, yeah. I look. I, I think he he um, went to bump. If you go to bump, you're going to get three weeks, really. Uh, particularly yeah. if, you, if you hurt someone into tomorrow, you, you're going to get time. Yeah. I think him. Some of the narrative of what where he went about it was poor. Like he, it's hard for him, obviously, with being the PA president. But he's you know simultaneously saying stuff like, oh, you know, you got to protect yourself as well. It's like, well, you can protect yourself by not killing somebody. So it's a bit, it's a little bit, I don't know, some of the things he said, you know, it's a little, little bit strange. But that, that said, like, I, it, it's part of the game and it isn't part of the game. And the AFL, we've spoken about this over and over and over, the AFL needs to make a decision. Do you want to get rid of it or do you not want to get rid of it? And the biggest problem is they don't know. So yeah, that's the biggest issue is they simply don't know because they want, they the don't want to lose the fans. Yeah. It's fantastic. Oh, I can't remember the young Oh, I know. And, and yeah, so it's Sydney just, Stacks one on Viney. Yeah, so there's been some ago. really yeah. good examples how you do it and... It's very hard it's to so do. Hard, and it's so hard in that split second to decide, well, because he's, well, he was very unlucky because his shoulder doesn't really hit his head. It's more the head head. Um, the biggest problem is Danger's fast and he's a massive he's unit. He's a unit, yeah. So I think that's the big part of the problem is he's a huge guy and he's fast. So for a player like him, I think he's going to impact someone. I think it's a very dangerous idea that he should be bumping really many people at all because he, unless he's going to go for like the really big guys, mm. because he's a huge unit, he's much bigger than people think. So oh, yeah. I think like, and he really sped up at at the play. Well, he's super fast. It was late, it, you know. Obviously, the what happened with Loston in, in the grand final as well. It was mm. a little late, and then. He, his feet do appear to leave the ground. He made the decision to bump, and if you pollock someone into tomorrow, the kid's not going to play for t- at least two weeks. You yeah. deserve a minimum of two weeks, and probably another one for, yeah. let's try and curb this kind uh, of behaviour. But the AFL needs to either go hard or, or, or just let it go. Yeah, and get consistent, because there was two instances. Which they won't. So. Asprey should have gone for at least a week, and... It was Keelis, yeah. And clearly. the other person, I think it was on it's the Friday night, Elbow to the head. Oh, yeah, yeah. Both instances should have got a week. If they're going to knock, if they want to protect the... Because that's the whole concussion, protect the yeah. player's head. Well, these incidental elbows to shrug a player off should be automatic one week. Because then the players stop doing it. Because mm. they know they... Yeah, so... And, yeah, danger, three weeks. I'm okay because that's how the rule's interpreted. Mm. As a personal fan of the game, I don't like the rule, but that's me. Um, but I, I agree that we need to protect the players' heads because there's too much research and science coming out about how bad I concussions think, are. For- I think the biggest problem is, like, yeah, there's two things. The AFL's not serious about it, really, because no. they're, 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 they're trying to have their cake and eat it. We've gone over this year yeah. after year is that they say, oh, we want to get rid of it, but they don't. So, you know, back in, what, 2012, 2013, there's all that bumps dead, bumps dead, bumps not dead. This will happen again. All these people, that all this garbage this week... Oh, you know, it's good that they've given danger three weeks. This will really curb. This will be the. This will really change the narrative. I reckon this year, I'll see two. We'll see two at least. We'll two see more at least a couple more. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's the AFL either needs to, you know, ten weeks. So then players go, holy shit! Like, there's no way I can ever bump again because mm. if I go to bump, 
on. Well, that's on. it. We, so you either let the ball go we or, or, or... We have not seen a Barry Hall incident since then. Yeah, exactly. That's the way to do it, but they won't do it. No. So that's the reality because they don't want to lose, you know, some elements of the fans that would say, yeah. no, I, I want to see Polex. And just one other thing on this. If they're happy to change rules like that, I think the Brownlow rules need to change as well. And yeah. if you get Which reported... They no, if you get... Because you get a reporter for everything now. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think the best player is winning the Brownlow. Anyway, that's a little bit there. No. Not that, I don't, again, I don't think Danger's going to win the Brownlow this year. He wasn't winning it anyway. Yeah, but it'd be nice to know that he was still eligible for it. Yeah. Um, sorry, back to Giants, yeah. Saints. Um, yeah, that, that free kick at the end. I don't, I don't really understand, but I don't think that's a free kick. But anyway, that, the reality is the Giants had m- multiple opportunities to not be in that position. Mm. So that's the problem. I, I like it. They can complain all they like, but the reality is they got into that stupid and situation. And where the umpire was there, you can see quick movement, look like the hands almost went around, had to blow the whistle. Yeah. yeah. Poor conditions, bad kicking efficiency, very boring first half, really not a lot to take out of this. Um, yeah, an undermanned Saints side, the, the Giants really should have won this game. Yeah. But the Saints are going to be tough, I reckon. The Saints are really good. good well, they were, they, were, they were, you know, they they're missing a lot of players and mm. they were great. Steel's so good. Um, I thought Higgins was all right. Yeah. I mean, they very good up forward. That game. Memory was excellent. Memory was excellent. Oh, mate, he memoried. I, I think, like, Cornelio... Oh, is, he, is, he, is, it, oh, is it too much? Is, is it just captaincy too much for him? Well, clearly. Or, was, I, I don't know. I mean, that, that was a fascinating part of the documentary in that, like, it did feel like he and Leon Cameron are on very different pages. Through, and what preface that with, I've watched an edited version of thousands of hours of footage. So uh, it's very difficult to pass any kind of judgment, but it does appear that that may be the case. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think the reality is the Giants... Look, anyway, look, Cornelio's... I, I don't know what to say anymore, but it's all the same stuff we said last year, but the Giants just need more players that can run both ways. So consistently, you know, that hill goal in junk time at the end of the second cost them the game. Okay. Yep. So that's the thing. Like that's It's little things like that. How they they really miss Shaw, and that's the thing. I I took that note down a couple of times. So they've just got to get someone that can play that role properly. Yeah, they they need one or two players that got a bit of in them. Well, can play work well. Just a little bit of extra aggression and can play well. So I thought Flynn was really good in the ruck. I mean, obviously it's a great story. One thousand nine hundred forty four days. Yeah, didn't look like he not. He was was good. good. He was actually really good. So look, there's there's some interesting things. The Giants. I'm, I'm. They'll. They'll. You know. The irony is, do they will they really even necessarily miss Jeremy Cameron, given he didn't really play last year either? So no, I don't think much. I, I, I yeah, no, they're not as stacked as they used to be though. The Giants they've lost a lot of players over the time, and not necessarily Cameron. Just generally, I, I do think they're just in a position. Players yeah, I, I think they're in a position where these. I'm not sure. Put it this way with the Giants, they're definitely not winning the flag in, in the next few years. I, I think, and I do wonder whether because. Winning a premiership, so much of it's about getting the balance of the age groups right and and the tiers of quality players overlapping at the right time, obviously. And that's such a key element of and team losing, sport. And not losing too many players from year to year. Yeah. yeah. And, and the thing is, you know, let's call them the Ward era, right? The Callum Ward, the original guys that came up there, That that the, some of those guys... And then the next tier, I'm not sure whether it's going to overlap at the same time for success. That's a concern. So whether they need to, you know, re really rebuild to to then have a shot forward in f- three or four years, I, I, I don't know. It's it's yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it will be. 
Um, that's that game, and yeah, don't watch it. If you didn't see it, don't watch it. No, not watch it's it. It's terrible. Eagles, um, Gold Coast. This wasn't a bad game, actually. Like the Gold Coast were within the game, like halftime, five four to four five. So that yep. you know, that was just accuracy. They were within the game, even three quarter time, seven seven to seven eight. Thought I was really impressed with the Suns, how well they handled the Rail injury. Obviously, like there was so dog shit for him to get injured okay. again. Um, so that they handled that really really well, but. Look, the Eagles have just got that extra gear, and um, yeah, I've got them at what have I got them at sixth, I think. So yeah, they'll, they'll yeah, be, no, they'll be got, I've got them top four I'd, again. They could easily just, be top four, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, the Suns like any other other year, you would have thought the Suns would have um, rolled over and died if their best player oh, went, yeah. went down. Yeah. Um, but obviously, last season uh, they uh, grew in belief. Uh, on their individually, but also as a group, and more importantly, the, the system uh, that they can stick to it and, and stick with these top teams and get over the line. Obviously, yeah. had a couple of what three or four very close losses through that mid to end of the season, yeah. um, and then I, th- I thought Jew spoke very well in that documentary series about. How to Juice. overcome that? A Jew, Stu I was like OJ was Dewey. Okay? No, Dewey. I was like, the juice? The juice, the juice. How funny um, they got OJ. <laughs> I don't, don't think they get the same ratings. Um, <laughs> Imagine they ask him about the murders. That's where he reveals it on an AFL documentary. Oh, God. Uh, he's up behind the scenes the talking to Liam Cameron. He's like, oh, I murdered those people. These, these are the things we had to cut out of the doco. Um, but, yeah, they learn a lot. And you can see the maturity in that uh, that that club um, coming to fruition now. So, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll be there about so, uh, think they'll be pushing top eight. Jew has the players. That's the biggest yep. thing. And we spoke about this in our um, our interview that was, you know, that was the thing I really wanted to tell the guys was like, you know, I was really impressed with how he captured Stuart Jew. But I think they did a really good job of showing how well he's got the players. So I think it's going to work. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, the, that's the Gold Coast. The Gold Coast, w- w- I reckon, are genuine chances to finish eighth or in and around that mark for sure. Few takeaways, like I think the Eagles look pretty good. Uh, I, like Tim Kelly has really all the talk this week. We have to mention it, but he's really slimmed down. He looks fantastic. Um, he's playing much, much better footy. I don't know what, what the story was last year. He reckon he just got too big. That's weird. Because like I, I don't know. It, I, I, I never thought like if you'd said to me before the season, like, do you think that's a concern? I would have said, well, not really. Like because he was that big at Geelong and it didn't mm. have any impact. So I, I don't know. Maybe I have, I have absolutely no idea, but it seems to work. Uh, Oscar Allen, exciting. Uh, you know, the, the Eagles have been searching for that post-Kennedy yep. solution. I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Josh Kennedy, but at least they've got some kind of solution going forward. He was really impressive. I think he looked really good. So, yeah, I mean, not probably a lot to take away. I think that, you know, the, the Gold Coast are a middle-of-the-rung team that yeah. could, could, could push. And they just did enough to, to get the, the Bickies. they got a long way to go with the old Bickies. But I think... They're looking pretty good. I mean, mm. Sheed, really good again. Old mate Hearn, I mean, he's, he's got to be, what, 70 now, Hearn? It was funny. I was listening, listening to it on the radio uh, coming he's back still from going. work. Yeah, and they said, he's 70 years old. Like, that's hilarious. He, he does look like he's about 70. He, well, he does. He looks he looks very elderly. He looks like he goes back to the home after mm. the game. But it was really impressive. Um, Unstoppable across half-back, yeah. Yeah, Cripps was good. But, yeah, I mean, look, you know, the, the kids at um, the Gold Coast, I, I think... They're going to get close. The coaches looked all right too. So be interesting to see another preseason, how they're looking. So that's a bit of a chat about round one. A lot of different ways we could go 
into that round. It had a lot of meat on it, like a lot yeah. of meat on the bone that round. Like obviously not just usually the hard thing is usually like, it's pretty blasé, very straightforward. Well, uh, there's yeah, always reach, two reach, or three games. Richmond beat Carlton, and uh, well, we could have gone a lot further into Sydney, games. Brisbane, yeah. and, and usually when there's upset wins, you have to go into those games. Like the Dons, Hawks, we could have gone a bit further into that as well. Um, yeah, there's only really a few games that it's like, well, it's not really much to discuss. So, all the best. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Listening. Um, please check out the uh, few new episodes we put up as well as the Making the Mark interview. Uh, hopstone.com.au. Check out that for your craft beer needs. AFL Deep Dive as a promo code gets you $25 off your first pack. Enjoy round two. We will be back. Enjoy, guys. Bye.